What's up, people? Moto X Pod Show. Tuesday, February 21st. First, excuse me, can't talk tonight, guys. Brought to you by Shock Socks and PMP Sprockets. Guys, I'm Mark Poole, your host. With me in studio, as always, my faithful producer, DJ TJ Smith. What's up, bud? I love being faithful. I bet your wife loves it, too. <laughs> I would just say. And, uh, guys, back in studio today, he is the world famous Jamie Darkside Guido. What's up, Darkside? What's up? Super famous. There's Super. a uh, autograph line outside that I have to get to in a little bit. We're going to do a signing with Jamie. Uh, <laughs> Came in with soon. his hair down today. The date to be in that. Oh, man, dude. I There's walked in. Flowing, st- flowing locks of hair. Dude, I walked in the studio and I was like, wow, I've never, seen, hot J- chick? I've never seen Jamie's hair down. He is legit. He's like legit, like white snake type rocker, dude. <laughs> Straight out of the 80s, dude. Still looking like a gangster. Uh, but uh, fresh off the Minneapolis Supercross, Eli Tomac put a spanking on the boy. I do feel like if we'd had another lap or two, him and Marvin would have had a nice little battle there at the end. But he got the W, made a few points up on the dunge, and uh, it was a great ride. What do you guys think? I'm going to say that it was really super boring. Track was crap, wasn't it? We had a bunch of people, what did I say? We had a couple of the kids staying over at the house that trained with my son, and I think everybody was asleep before the end of the main event. Oh, I, I mean, didn't even really? make it. It wasn't, it wasn't good. I was still into it, man. I mean... I, to, I canceled direct TV, so I had to watch it at my mom's house. But Yeah, <laughs> I, I understand. It was, I thought it was good, man. I like seeing Eli come on and, and Marvin. I'm just super pumped. So I'm excited, man. I'm really hoping Dungey drops off a little bit and we get a That's tight, it. tight race with two or three to go. It's sure looking like it's headed that direction. I'll tell you what, Eli's got that green bike working well now. I've not seen sure that bike enough. ever look as good as it looks now. But is he going to be consistent? Well, that's the key. I mean, I think last week, had he not had, he already had that, the brake issue right. before he crashed. Had he not had that, I don't think he would have caught Marvin. I could be wrong about that, by the way. But he would have definitely got second, and I, it would have been more of a dent in the in the points. I wonder know? if it was like a bent rotor or something, because I know when he went down, it was like his front wheel locked up and sent him over the bars. Well, I know we, it was the not yeah when the they, last race when they, before but. when they cut the brake line like that generally that releases the pressure on it and you can go right yeah yeah, yeah i think so, so um yeah did a uh it was still a good race the 250 race is real good i um i'm looking forward to that one couple surprises yeah of all of all the guys i know ac got fifth but i was still probably him and jordan smith i was more impressed with those two than i was anybody and ac just didn't get the start he was looking for man he looks good on that bike yeah does not look like he's missed a lick to me you know I think, you know, it's the first race of the, their season, so there's going to be some things changed. Like AC said in his post-race interview, people were hating on him because he got he got fifth, and he's like, well, Josh Hill got fifth? Yeah, absolutely. And now Josh Hill's leading, you yeah, know? So, yeah, everybody's hating on Craig. Yeah, but he had, a bad, right. he had a bad first round last year, too, on the West Coast, and still mm-hmm. he got it back. I mean, he didn't end up beating Cooper, but nobody else is going to beat him anyway. Right. So. Well, my picks were horrible, so I can't say anything. Dude, mine were good this week, Dude, I, and I and I had Bogle get me zero, and somebody. Yeah. Else. Let's talk oh, about Alex Martin. Let's talk about Bogle's crash for a minute. Yeah, it just took his muffler and split it in half. Did it really? Yeah, I, I feel like um, he. Uh, where'd I go? Am right I here? That, Can you that, hear me? It, no, this one right here. This one right here. Turn it up a little bit. I don't know. Oh, turn it. Goes. You, 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 it's a, it's a volume the, knob. You oh, got okay. it? Can you yeah. hear me? Yeah, Can you I mean, hear me now? I just felt like I was like rattling into the microphone. I don't know. But... Technical difficulties. Yeah. Start, late start. Ah, well, you know. Yeah. So, hey, back the bogle crash. So, man, is he? What is he hurt? Does anybody know? 
I mean, obviously, he, there's no way he got out of that without getting hurt. Now, whether he's racing or not, I don't know. I, I had Oof. him picked for my fantasy, so I don't really care what happens to him next week because I can't pick him. If nothing else, his <laughs> feelings ought to be hurt on that one. That was a gnarly crash. That was that was weird, too. Like, he had to have hit neutral or something. I don't know. I heard some guys saying their front ends were wanting to drop coming off that dragon back, and I think he just, just whatever reason, just didn't hit it the right way. And it just, yeah. boom, there it went, you know. There's the line some of those guys were taking off that thing was pretty cool. Like, especially right. Zach Osborne's line. I like and that. then they were going from one dragon back. I think I saw a dungeon, a bunch of guys going from one to the other. Mm-hmm. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, jumping into the other one and getting over. They were doubling off of it too. Over that little single. Yeah, that uh, was yeah. that was sketchy. Man. Man, man, those guys are brave. I'm gonna say this: you could see on the TV the where the track was down to the plywood. Oh, and, yeah. in multiple spots. There was one spot where they were sparking off something. Was probably a rock. Tomac was just hitting that thing like <laughs> looked like a buzzsaw going yeah. off. Yeah, I heard but, them talking about that on the pulp shows. I didn't see it. I guess, like I said, it was just I was, I think by the end, by the middle of the night, I was watching that track. That track sucked. I think I was just over it. Well, they brought that up on the pulp show, and I had seen it when I was watching it, and I was like, surely that was on yeah, sparks. I thought I'm imagining you know? it. I got, yeah. I saw it two or three times. Like, no, nah, it's got to be a light reflecting. But those can't be sparks. Was what I was yep. thinking. Apparently, it was. Yeah, evidently. But uh, Dungey rounding out the podium. I mean, that's just what Dungey does. He doesn't yeah. get everybody's tripping. What's wrong with Ryan? Is there a decline? And maybe there is something there, but <laughs> we're kind of splitting hairs saying that the guy still got the points yeah. lead. He's still in command of this series. Am I wrong in thinking that he's had a few seasons where it takes him a little while before he starts oh, winning? Yeah. This had, isn't the first time. I no, know. it's I mean, not. Last year, I think every, it, it just sparked everybody's uh, expectations of him because he was so dominant. And um, there you go. You guys got that figured out yet? No, we're, we're Sorry, working we're, on it. We're all we're all idiots here, guys. We really don't know what we're doing as far as the technical <laughs> stuff. We're just we're trying, but uh, <laughs> no good. no worries there. But uh, yeah, Millsaps. Uh, let's see, Seely gets the whole shot. Right. Said he slid off the plywood or something, and uh, you know, coming in, which you could see it in that turn. It was blatantly there. Yeah. And uh, I feel <clears> like that might have been his race to win had he had he been able to do that. Well. He has still had to deal with the three bike, and that probably wouldn't have worked out well for him. But you never know. I mean, he's won a race before, so. Did y'all see how narrow the whoop section was? Yeah, they're like arena cross. Yeah. Well, they look they looked worse than that when they got done. With right, but I'm just saying how narrow the track was. It was weird. I don't know about that new stadium if it's the way it was lined up or. Dude, those whoops look like the Kawasaki test track in 1990. That's what the <laughs> whoops look like. I'm telling you, it. Um, they were just chewed up, and then. There was a couple spots on to each far side of them where you could see guys blitzing them. Like Tickle was really good through there. I saw Reed early in the night taking the far to far right line going through there. But Marvin, as always, just jumping in, jumping jump, out, jump in and out. And can, he's gone. Can he win this? I believe he yes. can. Nobody's saying anything like that. I think Marvin's the guy they need. Everybody's like Tomac, Tomac, Tomac. Well, they they Marvin. did talk about it a little bit on pulp because they said you know they were discussing if if Marvin wins this championship, uh, yep. does that change training next year for Dungey and Alden? To, you know, or, yeah. or does one of them? Which man, that's a baby move, but right? Yeah, he. Um, I, I I feel I have felt like no, I don't. I'm good. Can oh. you hear me still? Yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, sorry guys, okay. we're gonna have it together tonight. <laughs> but uh, I feel I really feel like this is kind of Marvin's show right now. I know right. t- because he's going. I feel like he'll be more consistent than Eli. I really because he, he has been all year. He, he's always even been though he had way. one. He's won one race to Eli's three. But yeah, he's, he's a consistent I, dude. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it's just this year. He's always been wherever he's at. That's where he's at. He's always been consistent. So if now he's able to pull that speed, a little bit of confidence, I, I really. 
am sitting back was thinking about it today. There's there's no reason why he can't win this if things stay the way they are. Well, I'll say this: if he wins that and Tony, and uh, Ryan doesn't retire, there's gonna be one less bun in the oven at the Baker's factory. Yeah, it, uh, somebody's got to have to go on that deal. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Dungey's probably going to retire. He just kind of seems like maybe that it's, it's worked. He's worked hard all these years. And it's probably burn. He's probably burnt out. I mean, does that not seem childish to you though that those guys are that way? Like, oh, I can't race with you anymore, man, or practice because you beat me. I don't. Get I it. see it. That would motivate me. I'm like, yeah. look, bitch. I I got well, you, okay. you know? I see it here, even with the kids that ride stuff here. Those guys, they're like, yeah, you know, so-and-so's faster, so I'm going to use that to motivate myself. And then they push as hard as they can and can't beat the person. Then, I mean, I'm watching it happen on a daily basis mm-hmm. here just for the people who ride at my track. So I can't imagine when there's millions of dollars on the line and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't. I feel like you, you, you're not wanting it bad enough if you don't want to yeah, chase, chase a fast guy. competitive around. as I am. Mm-hmm. I would want, I wouldn't be like, especially if it's like some of your kind of friends with, be like, oh, I can't ride with you anymore. That's stupid. Yeah. To me, it's stupid. Well, but. it's like fighters. They they don't, they may not train with another top contender in their division. Some, right. Some of them do, very rarely. But dude, they're in the gym with killers every day. Yeah. Killers. Guys that are as good as them. How are you going to get better if you're not with that type? I mean, I know riding, having guys that are, you know, privateers, lower tier, tier level team guys train with you is fun. But, and, and everybody's fast at the practice track, but dude, I, I want the, the the I want the G's in there, yeah, the gangsters. Right? Yeah. All yeah. Let's see what's. I don't. We ain't got to. We ain't got to be friends at the race, you know, to be friends off the track. That's true. And uh, I just I mean, you saw it with as soon as Ryan Ryan rode at James's place back in the day, and as soon as he started getting good, he had to go. I'm just what the hell? Oh <laughs> really? It's, yeah. it's weird. To me. Well, you see Chad Mookie. I'm gonna, I was going to bring that up. I'm going to bring it up now. I mean, Malcolm Stewart was riding at Chad's place today or with right. Chad and, and uh, uh, Kyle Chisholm somewhere. And I would kind of look at Malcolm and Chad on the same level right now. I know Chad's two-time champ, multiple race wins, but just from where they're placing this the year. finishing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like – well, I don't see a problem there, and I'm sure they don't either, you know? Uh, Mookie's probably faster than Chad right now, just not depending on, in the Depending shape. on the scenario, well, I'm yeah. saying it's not in the race shape, but as far as speed yeah. goes – Well, he's just got that raw Reed, – Reed's too calculated to ride like that. You yeah. Know, he's like the Dungy. He's like – Dungy's the new Chad Reed, basically, but with more titles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so uh, guys, coming up, we got a couple guests on the show tonight we think you will enjoy. Uh, Mr. Terry Cordray is going to come on here in a few minutes. He is the owner of Village Creek Motocross Track. We've also got Mr. Ted Parks. I don't think he needs much of an introduction. If you if you know anything about the uh, Privateer Journey Race Team, he well, he is the Privateer Journey That's Race he, Team. He is the man. He's the man. He'll be on at the 8 o'clock hour. So, uh, well, I talked to him today. He was already on the East Coast, so... Yeah. Get, getting down, huh? That's right. Getting down. Now, he lives here in Texas, correct? I, yeah, he said when he actually gets to be home, he yeah. does. <laughs> right. As much traveling as he does. does he, 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 so he just goes everywhere with him. Yep, he just travels around. He does all that, but I'm sure he'll fill us in on that. Uh, I guess right now I can give Terry Cordray a call. He said he was doing his taxes. That has to be fun to <laughs> well, do. I don't want it? that rubbing off on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting on my return. Yeah, right. Yeah, we've it got, was supposed got, to be hit today and it didn't, so I'm not a happy guy. Yeah, I got it. Well, here's the thing. Can't order my parts. It's, it's, yeah, I got property tax to pay. Them. <laughs> um. Hello? Hey there. Terry, how are you today? I'm doing okay. Did you get did you get all your all your taxes and paperwork done? Oh, I got enough done for today, I guess. <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Terry Cordray on the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, Terry, this is Mark, the host. Got Jamie Guidi in studio with me. What's up, Terry? Hey, Mark. Hey, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing good. Right on. Min- minus the whole tax thing, right? Huh? Min- minus the whole having to do your tax thing. That always just, just irks me. I can't even stand to mess with it. Well, since you got Jamie there, I'm thinking about our universal intergalactic shootout race <laughs> yeah, the, the sci-fi backed race that's saturday gonna be cool night, saturday night may 13th for the village creek night track uh so Heck you yeah. want a district championship yeah y'all you want a state championship a national hey we're gonna be crowning masters of the universe all right let's do yeah, it absolutely i'll that be is- wearing my star wars helmet that night <laughs> that's for sure i'm gonna go get a stormtrooper outfit to wear <laughs> yeah we're gonna do a little uh costume contest with it let the guys race costume too jamie's one of my consultants (laughs) (laughs) i am a big dork yeah so you're gonna be a sith lord jamie you're gonna be a jedi which is (laughs) well you know i like the dark side yeah that's right i don't know why i meant to ask that question well terry how are things going at village creek how's the track going what do you got what events do you have coming up talk to us a little bit about that well uh, we just had one of our biggest races ever when we uh Hosted the uh, Texas Winter Series uh, January 21st and 22nd, as you might recall. And uh, you and Luke did a masterful job calling that race. I sure did. I did an amazing job. I'm just going to say that out there. Yeah. (laughs) We we hear about it a lot, too. I got to give you a plug, right? That's right. (laughs) Yeah. The big deal, I guess, up next, I'm right now, I'm searching for big dozers and I've got. Vernon McKitty, VMAC tracks are coming in here Monday morning uh, to start a rebuild on our night track. Oh, nice. Tuesday night practices will return to Village Creek on March 7th. So, yeah, we're pretty excited. We're fixing to do the night track. I know all the riders that I talked to at that big race were really happy with the changes that he did to the track for the day track. So I'm curious to see, cause I know that the day track tamed down a lot, but raced really well. So I'm curious to see what happens with that night track. Me too. I'm excited about it. Vernon does a lot of things that are subtle, but really make a lot of difference. So, well, I, I, and I just need another set of eyes on my racetrack. And he's, uh, he really likes the property and the dirt out here. And we're all, we're all geeked up to get going Monday morning. Yeah, I can imagine that. The turnout at the uh, that the Winter Series race was pretty substantial, was it not? 752 entries, yeah. I love Ooh. hearing that. I love and that, you know, that. About, about every other month we could do one of those. It would be good for me. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, Terry, can you tell us a little bit, how did you get start in this dirt bike business? What, what got you into it? Did you race, ride? Tell us about that. It was pretty much an accident. Yeah, all my buddies rode, and I, t- I tried it a little bit. I wasn't very good. I was intimidated because uh, my <coughs> friends were really skilled, and we started out with flat track racing back about 1970. I went to high school with my kid and went to Bell High School, and I lived a few blocks from Mike and from Robert E. Lee, and uh, I don't know, some of the great flat trackers in the country just Right. happened to be all around me and uh we had a horse track out in collieville called ross downs and mike came home with me one day and looked around went back and told his daddy what he'd seen next thing i know mike's dad and my grandpa are on our road grader and he's 
cutting an oval, and next thing I know, we're in the racing business. That was about 1970. Nice. That was before I was born. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go, TJ. Good. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Shan Garcia yesterday, actually, and he told me that you used to run the night track at Mosier, which I did not know that. I, yeah, I was at Mosier for eight years. Okay. But can I interrupt and ask, what happened to Mosier? Because I don't remember. I don't know what happened there. Um, well, the city was always going to take it over for eminent domain. They'll start dumping trash in there because the city of Arlington Landfill is always kind of backed up to it. And when Jerry Serber was in there, he put in some improvements in there, really cool building. And, of course, he didn't permit anything and some stuff, you know. I think a couple of big light poles fell down in the wind, and somebody reported to the city of Arlington that there was a bunch of unsafe things out there, and next thing we knew, they were making them close the place down. But the city wanted it anyway. They were going to take it. I think he ended up getting to sell it for a bunch of money anyway. He always comes out smelling like a rose. So. <laughs> uh, that's the goal, <laughs> I don't isn't know. it? He, got, he came out all right, but all of us lost a great playground when we lost Mosier Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to, uh, I worked at the Honda shop in Marshall, Texas when I was, I guess I was 18, 19 years old, and I would get off work about 5.30 and haul butt to get to Mosier in time to race and that you literally driving 95 miles an hour in my ranger so that <laughs> so that i could race because they would not let me and, off and back early. in those days i didn't start racing so eight o'clock at night yeah that's how i could just barely get there i usually would miss practice and i think one time they made me start backwards because i did something wrong or maybe riding through the pits too fast i don't even remember but they made me turn around backwards to start we used to do that back in those days you know yeah. that was back in the day when we had that solid gate, that fall forward gate that you ran over. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Well, that was always fun. That was my first uh, experience with night racing, and it was sort of super crossy. I thought I was doing something pretty hot. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I started off at Ross Downs, and I ran nothing but a night track there. So I was always pretty much the night track promoter. Yeah, and I still that's my favorite lick, really. Well, nowadays it seems like all the night races start at five o'clock, so you got it was more like evening races. <laughs> we start practice at four and racing by six, and have you out of here by ten thirty or? Yeah, and I remember yeah. back in the day. Time to, with, time with, to catch the main events of the Supercross, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just I just remember back in the day when like that Central Yamaha Supercross series, you wouldn't leave the track sometimes until 1 o'clock. You know, it was actual night racing. I've definitely left uh, Badlands about one thirty in the morning before. <laughs> well, that's that's definitely Garth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too much of that getting people home at 2 in the morning caused us to kind of change the uh, way we did that. Yeah. One thing, at Mosier, I was on Friday night. You can't start as early on Friday night as you can on Saturday. Oh, so, yeah. I'm sure. Now, how did uh, how did Village Creek come into the picture? Um, <laughs> I wandered around. Uh, I lost the lease over at Mosier Valley in '95, and wandered through the desert for about eight months trying to find another piece of good dirt. Because I'd been in in Colleyville and in Euless, and everybody had this wonderful dirt. I didn't know that it was hard to find. <laughs> And I wandered around and couldn't find anything for a long time and actually had a couple of, made a couple of offers on a couple of pieces of property in Dallas and 
never could close the deal. And then one of my customers just said, Terry, you need to go to Kennedale and, and look around. They got good dirt out there and go see Hutch at the drag strip. He's got 40 acres behind the drag strip. And I bet you could work a deal there. But after having two racetracks on property I didn't own and then having to lose them, I wasn't going to do this again unless I could buy a piece of property. So, but I got to looking out here in this area and sure enough, I found some property on Shelby road. And once I found the right place, it was like, yes, sir, we'd love to sell you that property. And boom, this is what we need down. We're going to finance you and start building. I can't beat that. that. was uh, 1996, I believe April 96. I think we closed on the property May 28th and 96. That has to be like one of the highest points around there. I've been up there by where you put your house. I mean, you can see like forever. Yeah, we'll be up here in this hill with some of the dads, and we're picking the kids up, you know, out of the dirt. And they're going, Cordray, how'd you find this place? This is the only hill in Fort Worth. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty nice. I'm, I'm very, I was led to this piece of property. So for whatever reason, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, it's a phenomenal piece of property. I haven't haven't I had the chance to race out there in a few years, but man, every time I've come, it's been an awesome experience. It's better now than it's ever been. I think. What What has been the uh, the overall reaction since the track changes? I guess the proof is in the numbers of people showing up. We haven't had a practice below a hundred riders since we did that on New Year's Day, right after uh, V Mac had done the track. We had 165 riders at that practice. And nice. Just everybody was raving about how it flows and, you know, the jumps. Are, it's, it's, it, he actually put more jumps on the track. It's not like it's not jumpy, but right. everything is just uh, flows really well. And it's super wide, and I don't know. It's, well, last, it's time good. I, last time I was out there, Curtis was working on the scramble cross track that you were building and also the – the mini bike track did he get all that done yeah curtis went over and uh curtis worked with me on the winter series and while we were waiting to do something on the day track he went over and picked everything up on the kids track and refaced everything added a small section yeah and actually v is the one that went down and worked on the scramble cross who did we're going to it again oh v mac worked the scramble cross too oh let me plug the scramble cross Racing this Sunday at Village Creek, yeah, February 26th, this right. Sunday. We're racing on the Scramble Cross track, and it's really great for young riders, inexperienced riders, and old guys that have to work Monday morning, and people that are not really all that into all the jumps. It's natural terrain motocross this Sunday morning. Well, you say that, but my son went out there and raced the last Scramble Cross that you had out there, and I'm telling you, he was so excited. Like, he had so much fun just out there i mean the the track is it's different than any other racing that you've that you've seen and and i mean plug that stuff away because i think it's really good for the sport giving people a place to ride but like i said a true moto kid loved it so it's not just for people that are wanting you know don't like jumping i can't i plan on doing one of those really soon yeah true I, i've had uh, a lot of people like it a lot of people are going to prefer it to our other tracks so we just got, you know, like four really legit riding areas out here now between the night track, the day track, the kids track, and the scramble track. Did you uh, lengthen it this like, did when you made changes? What all did they do to it? Yeah, it's a lot longer. Last, when we first laid it out there, it was just barely a little over a minute for the fast riders. Right. It's probably more like a minute 40 now. It's oh, almost wow. the same length as the day track. 
Well, heck yeah. So for guys like me, probably two and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, could, it could take some people longer. <laughs> right, right. So what series do you have coming to the track this year? Well, our dealer's Supercross series is our opening uh, series, and that opens at Badlands. There are two races at Badlands in the dealer's Supercross series and uh, two two races at Village Creek and uh, Grapevine Power Sports and my buddy uh, Sean Scroggins over there has been, uh, he's been keeping me, we've been keeping each other really excited. They have a great open house uh, autograph party over there yep. Friday before the Supercross. Sean's good people. Uh, Grapevine Power Sports is our uh, opening night sponsor at Village Creek cool. on May, on March 18th. Yeah, I went over to that signing for a little bit and gave some stuff, some shock socks away with Sean and hung out for a little bit. He's he's good people. Yeah, it was pretty pretty well attended. That's a big shop. I said, man, you got a big shop. He says, man, we got to get a bigger shop. So they're already <laughs> looking for a bigger place. Wow, it's good to see. There's there's quite a few shops in the DFW area area that for a long time nobody really supported the moto crowd, but it, that's definitely changing. Yeah, everybody was making that money off the sea dues there for a while. That was all the rage, and once they sold all of them, then I guess more of the the crotch rockets or the you know the street bikes uh, they make more money off of them so, right uh, when you find a shop and you find people that are really aggressive and dirt bike people you know you need to support them absolutely so what do you think like as from a track owner what how, what do you see the future for the next few years of moto i mean is it leveled out is it getting better it's been getting better um uh, i say we picked up uh, maybe 20 percent last year over what we had the year before and just from the looks of things and from the excitement of uh, uh, the new uh, track every year March is you know it's it's happening in March because the weather starts to get good and the night tracks open at Badlands and Village Creek and you know we got new track layouts and fresh dirt so I know it'll start off with a bang and I think with some of the Fun promotions we have besides the uh, you know AMA the Texas Night Series and uh, the Full Moon Series. I guess the Full Moon Series is one of our biggest races, and we also have our bikini contest. And this year the Universal Intergalactic Shootout race. <laughs> are those going to be? Com- are, are you combining the bikini contest and the and the intergalactic race? Oh no, they they they're plenty there to stand on their own. I'm not, I'm not, hey, I'm not trying to see Jamie in a bikini. I'm just saying. I'm not trying. To, he has long hair, and he the, might fool some people from the back, but I ain't trying to. The look Princess like Leia slave girl bikini. Yeah. yeah, we were we were out there for the last one, and um, they actually used my son's bike to pose on it for the for the deal. And my son was up there holding the <laughs> holding the bike up for these girls as they oh, climb sure on it. Oh, I'm sure he was. And you ain't never Somebody's seen. Somebody's got to do it. You ain't never <laughs> seen a more wide-eyed kid than that. He didn't come out of his room for a few days. <laughs> That's right. Those girls did a good job posing on that bike. <laughs> yeah, I bet they did. I bet Doc I had was... a pretty good view of all that action too. Yeah, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> that has to be fun yeah. for a kid like that. We have to I'd make say. that this year. Yeah, I'll tell you what. We got uh, three mud runs at Village Creek, too. We got one coming up March 25th, the terrain racing uh, obstacle mud run, and we got the kids' obstacle challenge mud run in June. uh, Like for four-wheelers? No, 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 they're for humans. Oh, the mud run. Oh, okay. Mud mud factor run in September. Yeah, this is on foot. These are 
people climbing obstacles and racing through the mud on yeah that is a hardcore group of individuals that do that they are all over it yeah and i what's that 60 60 to 70 percent of the competitors are women yeah. yeah, yeah, they they can have that. I, I, they had I'm, one at Underground a few years ago. I heard those things are gnarly. I never did do one. Yeah, but it, uh, I sit there and watch them crawl through those mud crawls and stuff. I probably stayed there and watched, you know, maybe longer than was appropriate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to provide showers for them after that. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> I got a water hose. And yeah, well, that's all you need. That that that's the one you combine with a bikini. I think yes. I'm, I think I might have to attend the next <laughs> one. <laughs> no, all, all these races are standalone events. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I, but ter- I six, six scramble cross races this year. This thing is getting big. So, six I mean, at your track? Yeah. Six oh wow! At oh wow! Cause... This Sunday morning, gates open at eight. Practice at nine, racing by ten thirty this Sunday morning on the scramble cross track. <laughs> Very cool. That scramble cross sounds like a load of fun. It really is. I was surprised. Uh, last year when we had our opening night, we had one hundred and sixty six entries uh, for the dealer series, which was a good race and a big crowd and a great time. But we had one hundred and seventy nine for scramble cross two weeks later. Wow. Well, I know that also. Uh, y'all have a touring race there too, right? We have a torn race that's coming up in August, and Curtis is still working on exactly uh, what date that is. But I don't have it on the calendar, but it definitely will be here in August. I know we're. I know us three are working on doing that very first torn race, and I know I want to make that one that at, at your track. So, yeah, me too. I, I'm going to try to make some trips down there. Hey, Terry, remind me what your uh, weeknight practices are. Tuesday night practices. I go run from six to nine thirty. Uh, of course, they're organized. I'm actually sitting here figuring we're going to be so crowded, we may have to split the B group up by bike color. Oof. But that's every Tuesday night, beginning March 7th. It goes from 6 to 9.30 every night. Okay. I've got a, a class that I may be getting sent to down in Keller, Texas. I'm not sure how far that is from you, but it's not that far. I, I'm thinking about if it's a, a, a night that you're going to have a practice, taking the bike with me and coming over there, so... Well, when I start building these storage units at Village Creek, you can buy one of them and keep your bike at the track. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're also it? starting a beginner riding uh, classes out here at Village Creek. Uh, Motocross University at Village Creek will start very soon, and they're going to be uh, three, uh, three-hour three classes, You know, just basic stuff. I don't care if the kid's four years old or, or if he's 44 years old. If he's a beginner, we're going to teach you know, just raw beginner uh, training sessions out here are y'all going yeah. to promote that through the dealerships to kind of give you a give the, give them an inside line so to speak um i've talked to a couple of dealerships uh todd tarver at uh slm racing the ktm in north texas right uh, i think bird's boy is going to be one of my instructors in uh, my uh, my marine out here we call him fabio but right. his name is <laughs> uh, what is his name Mike Vasquez that's his real name we call him so many things I forget his real name <laughs> right uh, you know we're gonna you know instead of charging them $200 an hour for pro lessons they don't need all that but we're just gonna teach the babies to ride and it's like $25 an hour you get uh, three three hour classes and we give you a certificate of completion and then we'll have some other classes for them but by virtue of our location at Village Creek, we have to be the baby factory, and 
you know, there's so many people training the fast guys. I'm going to let them do that, and we're just going to get the babies uh, up to speed. And we got, you know, let's say four riding areas, so we got something, something for everybody at Village Creek. Well, heck yeah, sounds good. Well, Terry, uh, we appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we look forward to seeing you down the road. Hey, thanks for uh, letting me talk about Village Creek. I like to do that. So, <laughs> yes, sir. Call me anytime. Oh, we appreciate it, and have a good night, buddy. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, guys. Uh, Talk to you later. Terry Cordray, Village Creek Motocross. Man, they got some big stuff going on there, guys. That's a uh, lot of stuff going on. Like I know I talk to Terry on a regular basis. I didn't realize he had all of that going on. Makes me wish I didn't have to work on weekends sometimes and I had a whole lot more money. (laughs) <laughs> well that series he's talking about the, the you know they do the two rounds at village and the two the two rounds at uh badlands the only trophy i have ever kept in racing motocross because i don't care about those was from that series i got second overall in it one time that tra- and it's sitting in my garage collecting dust with all my dirt bike right old parts but i still have it and that is a fun series to run i would really like i probably won't catch every round but i'd like to go do the last three for sure so uh guys uh Moto X Pod Show, we have got some some awesome sponsors involved with us. We'd like to take some time to let you get to know them a little better. Do you need an upgrade on your drivetrain? Get it in gear with PMP Sprockets. With tons of colors for all makes and models available for dirt, street, and street. Excuse me. Check them out at PMPSprockets.com and Facebook slash PMP Sprockets. Or call and talk to Kim at 972-429-6200 and tell them Moto X Pod sent you. Don't tell them TJ sent you. Anyways, uh, hey, we all know how expensive motocross can be, right? That's why you need Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. Shock Socks keeps grit and grime out of your fork seals. Who needs a headache of changing seals? Go to ShockSocks.com or Facebook slash Shock Socks to pick pick your color. Also available for street bikes. Great product. I use those. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's... uh, I think all of us do yeah i think every one of us in here uses them for sure some sitting yep. on the table right now i mean they really do help my my two-stroke knee i've got i've got my shot one pair of them on it right now just because the four tails are leaking it was already leaking when i got them so exactly how did your weekend go let's talk about that for a minute okay so we get there and i was at gonna, swan we're, okay yeah the old school reunion at swan this past weekend which i gotta give handed out to Trey and the boys that track was immaculate awesome the, the, you know how on a perfect day where it's a little overcast there and it is just like cake around the yep. that way yeah. all day yeah so i get there I, I was gonna do they had the vintage races in the morning and they were having the vet race in the afternoon well i didn't take my 450 with me because my wife and i had well, my wife decided that I was only going to do one race. <laughs> so I get there, only have my two-stroke. I, I get in practice. I notice it's running funny. and It's either a power valve issue or spark. Probably I, spark plug. Well, see, I would have never thought about that because I'm so spoilt from riding four-strokes for all these damn years. I'm <laughs> yeah. not used to having to mess with spark plugs. Right. You know? So my, my Honda's four and a half years old, so my 450 still got the same damn spark plug in it. They put it in the right. factory. Yeah. So anyways, the bike was just running like crap. I still managed to try to do pretty good. I didn't get off the line good. It bogged on me. I caught up. was trying to catch guys. Stalled it in the corner, trying to get around one dude. Caught back up to him after I got my bike started and tried to put tried to run it in on him on the inside to get by him, and I fell. <laughs> and uh, well, I wasn't trying to take him out, but he was he – was, doing his thing you know coming over on you know getting out of his line coming over whatever you know just trying to keep me from passing him which is fine and uh which i couldn't get it done and um 
I had fun. It, uh, but bike was running like crap. Didn't get arm pumped for the last lap. We did. I think we we're doing six lap motos. I was pumped wow, about geez. that. It's been a long time since I haven't had arm pump because I don't ride that much. But I have been lately, yeah. so it's helped. So, anyways, I get there, realize I don't have time to fix it because there wasn't that many classes, and I would have never. Had I started trying to go through the bike and really figure out what it was, it, I just wouldn't have got it back together. So I just right. screw it. So then I tell my wife that when she gets there, because they get there after the first moto. Sure. She's like, well, just go home and get your other bike. I said, you sure? <laughs> yes. So we run home, grab my 450, drop my two-stroke back off in the garage, get there, get into practice, and, man, I'm just having a ball out there, and I'll be damned if I didn't snap a chain. Not normally a big deal at a race if you snap a chain, as long as it doesn't tear your bike up. So, luckily, I pushed it. was right there by number one. You're so lucky. <laughs> yeah no it was fine was, that, that stuff always happens at the back of the track for me <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> well anyways i go to start pushing it and luckily a dude rolls up on a pit bike says hey you want to tug and throws me a tie down so he pulls me all the way back up that hill awesome to my deal so anyways we get there i get the chain unstuck you know i'd already gotten the chain unstuck actually i start realized i didn't have an extra master link so i went and found four or five different master links for this thing none of them fit and nobody had a chain they're all for 520 chains it's just this chain this particular chain i have it's a weird it's a bike master o-ring chain i'll probably never run another one <laughs> i was doing nothing but bragging on this thing you're before. bragging on it like crazy well i've never i hadn't broke a chain since i rode 80s as a kid and i, I promise you i won't have another one of those and, pro uh, taper pro taper makes yeah chains. well yeah there you go either way anybody does compare i, I anyways i'm running a vortex but uh, yeah. but there you go. It, I, mean, I run yeah. Vortex handlebars. Yeah, I saw that. that yeah, they're good. I love them. But uh, I guess they are 29% stronger. I, as many <laughs> times as I've eaten shit with those things, and they're still straight, <laughs> I'm right. telling you. But uh, it, um, man, I could not, for the life of me, get anything to fit. And so I had to go get my money back. Because, I mean, I didn't, you know. The lady asked me, well, how many laps did you ride in practice? And I'm like, look, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is my chain's broke. Nobody has a part. And I don't have time to fix it. She goes, well, go tell the announcer. I said, well, Moto 4 is going in the gate. Moto 4, my moto is in the gate right now. I don't have time for that. I'm sorry. Right. You know, and, you know, there's no, they, they were just, I'm sure yeah. they get people that get in their bullshit them all the time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't blame her. I'm not mad about that. But, uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, though. It was still a fun weekend, and that track was awesome. It was really good. Got a chance to talk to Trey a little bit. And, uh, man, just Try to try to thank the track owners whenever you get a chance. It's a Absolutely. thankless job, just like we were talking yep. to Terry. And you guys see these guys because all know. they ever hear is people complaining. All they ever hear is people yeah. bitching. You yeah. know, and, and I, that's why they get callous and cold. And they, I don't blame them. No, yeah, it's hard for me to blame them at this point, especially uh, Trey. How, how many years they've been at Swan? A long time, right? Yeah. So, like, oh, I'm no sure doubt. Terry seems to have a pretty good pretty good grasp on that, but I mean. He's got so many people coming in, in and out of his deal. I'm sure he has to stay on top of that too. And right. You know, you're gonna get no matter how good of a job you do in anything, you're always gonna have somebody that bitches at yep. you about something. So. So the vintage thing was pretty cool. You oh, said. Oh man, yeah. I've got a little video I posted on Facebook. I do it on Old Bull Taco. It was mint condition. Old Bull Taco. Yeah. Have you guys not gone to the Diamond Dons? Ever? I, I haven't. Oh, so it's so Scott cool. Cooper has told me to come do it a couple of times when he was there, and I couldn't make it for one reason or another. Is Wait he, a minute. It, you know Guy Cooper? Like, it, Yes. Dude, that's like my all-time favorite writer. How do that's we not I, How have we not discuss this? I don't know. Okay, well. Sky Coop. Love I, Guy Cooper. Airtime. Airtime. I, I need to message Wanda, because that's, that's his Wrangler. 
Yeah. Wanda is his is his wrangler. If you want to get him to do something, you got to go through her pretty much. Who, who's Wanda? His wife. His wife. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's kind of how it works. You know, that's how it works. You want to get me to do anything? Make my wife start. Getting we need on to my get ass. him on the show. Yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan. I'd be honored to talk to that dude. I, I might not be able to talk. I might be so starstruck. <laughs> I'm just telling, no, the Diamonds Don Deal. I watched a video of Dubok out there, dude. Oh, he was hauling ass. Dubok just never and, let off that one hundred. Yeah, Trampus. Um, Dubok did wasn't there the year I went. He mm-hmm. didn't come, but I'd heard. And then Trampus was there. Guy Cooper was there. He's always there. And, and uh, of course, Lyle Lovitz is always there hanging out. Yeah, I see. Lovitz is a big moto. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I see him. I'm following him on Instagram. So. Yeah, it's oh, um, really? It's a pretty cool event. I've only been one time, but like Derek and uh, Brant Wedding are big into it. And Shand and, mm-hmm. Rob, you know, a bunch of our friends are into it. That's what they do now. Charlene. And uh, I went and checked it out. And it's, it's, it's a party. That's where we talked about when Shand was on. He, he almost got me in trouble. Well, he did kind of get me in trouble. <laughs> Because it's a big party and everybody's having fun and doing stupid stuff. And <laughs> I followed the leader. Well, the next time that they have that or this year, well, whatever. It's a yearly deal. They have it. Yeah, every year. I don't remember when. It's well, usually we, after late summer, isn't it? Somewhere I think it's early there. summer. Is it, it, early it summer? always seems to get here before I'm, I can believe it's here. Maybe we can do like a like a recorded show from there. What, and get what, a bunch of guys on. I, I don't know what classes they run. My, my two strokes probably too new to run there, isn't it? Yeah, there's a postmodern man. You'd have to get with some of those. Guys. I wish they would let me. I'd go. Shan would know. Well, yeah. I looked at all the classes that they had at Swan. It was like GP this and GP that. I'm like, I yeah, they have to explain all that. They've explained it before, and I, it's like certain year models. And if I, they've got something '97 or '96 and earlier, I'd love to do it. But that's the only, that's the oldest bike I got, right. so I can't. Do, right. you know. That'd be cool if they had like just like one amateur modern bike class so guys like me who don't have a vintage bike could go out there hang out watch all those vintage guys and then ride one moto you yeah, know what I mean? That'd I be cool. most of those guys are pretty cool they'll be like yeah take my bike you know they usually yeah. have two or three of them i mean a lot of those guys will just yeah, go check it out because they've Actually, been trying to get me to do it for years hey you know who could hook me up with one probably jerry waggy has got to have one laying around does he yeah yeah, yeah i know who that is yeah yeah, he, yeah. i'm actually Hmm, old gears are turning now. There you go. Well, if anybody has a bike that would qualify to race there and would let me let me spin it, I would love to ride that track. <laughs> I would imagine as it gets closer, we could get some of those TVRC, I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Get some of those guys on. They love, they'd love to talk about Let's it, whether it be it. Shand or Rob Springer or Terry Tinney or Charlene would probably come on. Yeah, and, I, get, and, I, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, Charlene. I've got Maybe whoever media. runs the event. Uh, well, that's Don, Diamond Don. Right. He, I, he would, yeah, I'm sure he would. He's a, he is a promoter. Yeah, well, get, get him, him on, on here. I yeah. want I want them to educate me on this because yeah. that is the coolest scene in moto, right? Dude, there. those guys come for, to that race. They come from like Washington and New York and wow. Canada. A, no, it's and, a big deal, dude. Yeah. They travel all no, week. from Europe coming yeah. that deal, isn't there? Oh, I, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's a big deal. I know that. So huh. it's it's pretty pretty impressive. Well, after hearing you talk about that cross, I mean that um that vintage racing scene, I'm excited to go check it out. I mm-hmm. wish I'd have been able to, but. Had a race to announce this weekend, so yeah, I yeah, think well, there's actually a TVRC race at at Johnsonville this weekend. Yeah, there is. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, so yep, yep. a lot of those guys would be up there. I might go. I might have to go watch that. Just I thought about it, go and hang out with the Wedding Brothers and just visit. I don't know if you guys know the Wedding Brothers. You know, you don't know them at all. I don't. It doesn't ring a bell. No, I don't. Okay, I don't well, know. they're both from Tyler, mm-hmm. and Are they? yeah, well, they live in Tyler, or actually, Brant lives in Longview, but Derek was a member of Mitch Payton's. Pro Circuit Husqvarna team in the seventies. Oh wow! He 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 was actually a national racer and with um, I don't remember there was another big name guy that was on that team at the time, but yeah, he, Derek Derrickson is 
probably late fifties now. I can't remember, and somewhat heavy set and hauls. But so oh, you do man. know that we're doing like a podcast about East Texas riders. Yeah. Like, and you know yeah. somebody like that? I can't show all my cards <laughs> in the first few shows, man. I, I'm pulling a few. I mean, you guys know T- I know Jeremy T- McGrath, T- right? Yeah, TJ, I want to have them all, all of them on at once. Yeah, so yeah. Right. So that's, I, I got to give you one every so often. There we go. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I, dude, I, Brent and Derek would definitely come on. No problem. Well, that scene really interests me. And I tell you what, getting a ride and race that two-stroke this weekend uh, just reinvigorated me. It was so much. Even though my bike was running like complete shit, it was right. still so much fun. Because everybody on the line was on a two-stroke. That's a that's – a, yeah, you don't cool. see that anymore. Right. And, and it was funny. My class, there's a bunch of 90s two-strokes on the line. Yeah. So, dude, I was in hog freaking heaven. That's two, my deal right there, you know. There's a two-stroke class, I think, in that Moto Masters. A bunch of guys rode that last year. Really? Yeah. I may do so, that one. I think that's kind of coming back. A lot of those guys are trying to do at least a two-stroke class. It might just be a two-stroke open class, but at least it's something. Well, yeah, I don't mind riding around the back of the pack. Well, it's been a long time that since the bikes from the 90s or whatever – they could have been considered vintage like a long time ago, but they held them off because think about right now, I could take Mark's bike, I think, and after spending a day on it, getting used to it, after you know riding it, I could probably be probably probably be at least where I'm at now or close to where I'm at finishing in a race against modern bikes. I mean that bike was so good that I think it I think it's competitive against a modern 250F. Guys, I've got a 96 CR250, which is like probably the, the, the bike of that era. It is amazing. And it is really a phenomenal motorcycle. And I've got to get the suspension done. As soon as I sell my, I'm going to sell my 450 and ride it for a little while. Well, well, like I'm going to get my suspension done because it needs it. Well, like I, like I told you riding it out here, I was kind of scared of it. I thought it was just going to be like riding a pit bike, you know, old clap, you know, like this mm. old school suspension. It's modern bike level of handling and, and power oh, it turns like nothing else it really yeah. does and it's fast it's smooth and the uh, brakes need a little bit of work it just i'm used to the, you know riding with those big galper rotors on my 450 so and having a little engine braking but uh i um uh yes please, please. Well, we, have, we don't have time we gotta make a phone we'll call do it. we'll, do it. Yeah, we'll no, do it next time no no after yeah real okay. quick after yeah we have time for that no i um okay. it uh or Mark's in charge. Okay, I'm gonna. We got 12 minutes. Call her right now. Well, let me text her. You guys, we'll keep going. If, yeah. if not, we'll have her on. After we're gonna she's we're down. gonna try to get some uh, information from somebody about the vintage stuff and explain it a little bit better for those that I don't. I think know. every one of us here is like about to pee our pants. We're so excited. So <laughs> forgive us if we're getting a little giddy about it. We got Ted Parks coming up in about 12 minutes. We could probably call him early if you wanted to. Nah, let, let, let's let's stick to the time because we'll have we'll, we don't want to take up too much of Ted's time. So I think it'll live a little time at the end of the show. We'll call Charlotte. Well, that's what I told him, her. and he's like, "No, I'm I'm ready to talk." He was excited about. Oh, it, that's so. awesome. Well, he is. He I've just to get, seeing him get interviewed and stuff. He seems like about the coolest dude, and yes. you know, get get to talk to him. But uh, you know, the, back to the the, the the Swan Race, having stuff like that. Cause you see people just show up you hadn't seen in years. Yeah, you know, and things like that. It's, and it's just, a, and it was not as crowded as a normal Lone Star Series race, which I love seeing the tracks crowded. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it was just neat to see that, and you get guys coming out doing their the older dudes that just started riding. Buddy of mine, he came out and did his first race there this weekend. It was a nice environment for that, for 38-year-old who just started riding dirt bikes six months ago to go out and try to do his first race and it not be 30 did, dudes lined up. Did know? he have to prep in between the vintage and the big bike? I mean, and the no, monster? he didn't have to touch it. So my question is, were the lines different? 
like from the no. vintage bike guys? Uh-uh. What did I mean? I'm just thinking all uh-huh. those old two strokes stuff like that. I don't running. think so. It's just swan. It was normal. I just yeah. didn't know if they were running wide. Well, or it wasn't as ruddy. Because right. there were not going to be riders on the track, but it would have been oh, just yeah, a, yeah. as tacky as that as tacky as that dirt was, and it was money. I'm telling you, it, I've, I've said this before. Swan on a perfect day, there is nothing like that place. I know, and it was that way this weekend, and it was such a bummer that I didn't get to ride as much because of my stinking bikes, <laughs> you know. But uh, what I know, talking oh, this weekend, I was out at Buffalo, and the weather was supposed to be 80 degrees and sunny, yeah. and so Russell watered the track and prepped it because his is a sand track he, you know what i mean he's got to really heavy it when it gets windy and or it gets hot like that so it was a little muddy out there in some spots <laughs> because man it, like you said it was the perfect overcast it was the yeah. perfect temperature it didn't take the moisture out of the ground at all you know? how would he have known it was supposed to be sunny all 80 day, degrees you know? and sunny so well, I, I think that weather we had this weekend was even better how did the buffalo race turn out guys we had a little bit to do with that tell us about that tj man it was it was really good because they um the way it was set up the turnout was dismal at best because of all the racing going on so i mean it was just one of those deals where i think as soon as this takes off then we'll be good to go because they've what's the word i'm looking for they're changing things they're trying to make something different something for some you know like like he was saying like beginner riders or whatever like that no yeah yeah go ahead i was giving him giving him a time frame uh, no, it, it, series like that are good. I like the, the model where they're splitting the day up because that's how it was the deal. You get one one area out of the way, and then everybody else – because there's guys getting into the track at 11 at Swan. Yeah. You know, the vet guys weren't showing up till later, which in my old days would have been good for me because then I had time to sleep off a little bit of what I did the night before. <laughs> well, he and, was talking uh, about changing it up a little bit even again where maybe just running open practice all morning and then having the motos in the evening. So – that way you have some guys that want to come out and practice and don't want to race. Well, that way you don't have to hurry through practice, too. And guys aren't trying to get their laps in and get warmed up, and you probably don't have as many people eating crap. And, it, uh, you know, it, it was you know overall I think that might be a good idea, especially if it's not going to be a seven or 800 <laughs> rider turnout. You can do that. And obviously exactly. You, but, uh, man, it's I'm really, really gotten the bug to go racing again because it's been a few years since I have. And since since we had our kid, you know, I yeah. had to calm it down for a little while there. But she's a little older now. She loves going to the track. She loves watching Daddy ride, even though Daddy sucks. And uh, you know, I, I'm ready to go do it some more. So she good? Yeah, awesome. She's, she's, good. She's good. We're gonna add a guest for you guys here, a special guest uh, coming up after Mr. Ted Parks. So uh, I tell you what, TJ, why don't you go ahead and get Mr. Parks on the phone? Well, let's see if we can do this. Let's see if he'll answer. What's up, DJ? Well, uh, how are you today, Ted? Not too bad. It sounds like you're not driving down the road right now. No, thank God. Well, <laughs> it's raining right now. so <laughs> It's a good time to get off the road, isn't it? Well, yes, I've sir. got in studio our host of the podcast, Mark Poole. What's up, Ted? How are you? Oh, pretty good, Mark. Yourself? I'm awesome, awesome. Glad to have you on. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. And we got Jamie Guida. How's it going, Mr. Parks? Pretty good, Jamie. Yourself? I'm doing great, and uh, I really appreciate what you you're doing for all these uh, privateers. It's pretty awesome to see how big that's yeah, gotten. I, I enjoy it. It's it's a little work, you know. Oh, gee, I bet. Ted, Ted, if you don't mind, what what got what? How did the privateer journey get started? Well, it's TPJ Racing. Is uh, it? It was called the privateer, and we had to kind of. 
called the TPJ Racing Team now. Okay, yeah, yeah. To uh, try to pick up, try to get some sponsors outside the industry, you know, to help, you know, promote this program and get it going. And it started, you know, back when Teddy rode. I watched how parents struggled to buy stuff for the kids to go racing. So these guys at a pro level, and it's tough. So we put a program together to uh, pretty well furnish everything on a bike. And some of them even get bikes, so. Yeah, that's awesome. We've got a good relationship with Suzuki, so great corporation. Yeah, they make an awesome motorcycle, too. How many riders do you have under your tent currently? Uh, Right now is nine. I have one. I have a tenth one. I'm not going to do more than ten anymore. I used to do more than that. It's just, it's a lot of work trying to keep up with product for everybody and holes and fuels and, you know, parts. It's it's a lot of work, you know, with a lot of these teams are just two riders. So right. what, what all exactly? So like, let's just say if, you know, Jim Bob racer wanted to, to get set up with you, what do they get? Like, what's the, tell us about the program. Uh, basically, uh, we haul their bike toolbox, gear bag, give them a locker and, uh, have them show up the races. And we furnish everything from plastics to graphics to, pistons to cams to bearings seals chains sprockets helmets boots gear exhaust brakes oils engine ice you know you oh, name wow. it. I mean, there's amazing. so many of them that you know we have modal sag tools we give each rider a digital sag a tool to set their uh, sag on their bikes and you know we're real blessed with 56 sponsors and like i said i've got people outside the industry as well but everybody in the industry has been pretty good to the uh tpj racing team they really like- have i mean and we try to promote that's by the end of the day is my goal is to increase their sales for helping our riders well that's a turnkey operation then for somebody that wants to go racing uh yeah it's uh can you repeat that i didn't quite hear it all. I, i'm sorry i wasn't close enough to the mic i said it's a turnkey up op- a turnkey deal then for for a guy that wants to go racing Oh, yes, sir. Pretty much. We furnish lunch, dinner, or breakfast, you know, lunch, depending on outdoors or supercross. And we do the posters. And I mean, they get gear, helmets, backpacks, fanny packs, helmets, boots, goggles, you know, <laughs> oh, wow. gear bags. Yeah. And, you know, each week they get contact cleaner from Lucas. Lucas is a big sponsor of ours, as well as WPS Fly Racing and, you know, Yosha Mirror and Golfer and. Oh, the cruise is huge. Clutches, you know, that's that can get expensive. Sure. I, uh, they help all my, my riders out with that. So I was totally, like, misunderstanding what the program was, Teddy, because I was thinking it was like a deal with just hauling the bikes. I didn't realize exactly how much you do for these it's riders. It's a full-blown race team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's 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 a, it's a TPJ racing that's run, you know, like a factory team. Yeah, that's what it sounds uh, like. The only thing is, is, you know, I can't pay them a paycheck. I wish I could. Right. I do uh, give them an incentive program that, you know, I have a sponsor, DSC Construction, out of California. That's really good guy. He's grew up in the sport, and he likes what I do. So he's donated to the team enough money. I hope it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't, I pull some out of my pocket. But. 200 i refund the rider's entry fee if they get top 22 nice you know, yeah. we give them back 200 bucks yeah for I, what they pay to race i believe and, uh you know, right now is next week i might have five in the main i don't know <laughs> yeah you had a five few in the main nine, last week so that's not bad yeah i believe you're helping uh one of our buddies out john short oh yeah yeah john's one of our buddies yeah, he's 
he had some bad luck this week. He's, he did. Uh, really fast. You know, his lap times are right there. And, yep. I uh, have another kid, Dylan Miriam. I mean, his lap times, he was in the 52s. You know, they both had – it was a pretty rough track last week, yes. too. Don't get me wrong. Well, uh, I mean – John sure got a lot of TV time, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We uh, – we, uh, you know, Ralph Sazim and Jeff Egmont, they're really good guys, and, you know, they know what I'm doing. And when the guys are in the top 40 battling, they, they do uh, talk about my guys. Absolutely, yeah. You I know, And it's, it's – uh, like I said, it's it's a it's a really cool sport. You know, I've been in a long time, and it's uh, it's fun what I do. Sometimes it's frustrating. You know, <laughs> I teach these kids loyalty and respect. Sure, that's yeah. the main thing in my program. You well, know, I, it's not just riding a dirt bike. So yeah, I texted uh, John Saturday night, and I said, man, it's just his starts. If he can get out of that gate, he's gonna right. get in the main, and I think he's easily top twenty. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a top ten rider, I think him and dylan both and yeah. of course you know i got mitch's sons riding for me james milson granberry uh motorsports okay and he made it right on the bubble which uh, was cool that's that's why the uh your guys were at granberry i think is it uh, i'm thinking of the, the seven deuce deuce and those guys did a signing in dallas is that where they did that is that granberry uh we did one at freedom okay the suzuki riders and then i also did one at uh Arlington that, Sports. Yeah, that's where Kip I went. Miles Place. Kip's yep. a really good guy. Yeah, that's where I went. I, uh, I, I went. Know, a- I, I, Tony Galliaso. We go way back. Jason Menace. You know, a lot of, a lot of shops around Texas. Right. People that I know. Yeah, I I went to that because I'm a I'm a big uh, Seven Deuce Deuce yeah, fan. He likes Adam Inking that quite a bit. Yeah. That's. Oh yeah. That's that's my oh, that's yeah. one of my Adam, guys. Adam's been with me a long long time. Yes. Back yes. To his brother uh, Tyler. I wasn't going to take any riders on the street on the road anymore. I used to take Western Pike on the road nice. yep, yep. with Adam. Right. I can tell you stories about them days. <laughs> Breakdowns and Adam had to fix it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've had some uh, we've had some good times over the years. We really have. What? Well, you know, take... Adam's come a long ways, and I was really pumped he made the main this week. Absolutely. And then Nick made the main, and then his brother was right on the bubble. I tell he, you uh, what, Nick Schmidt is is doing something. He is yeah. He's yeah, awesome. yeah, he's really uh he's riding banged up right now too. You know, he has took quite a few uh spills here in the last couple of rounds and uh he's still got his heart in there. He's giving it all he's got. So I'm really impressed with him. He's uh you know, it's kinda like Weston Pike when they get to that level that the factory guys they know what I'm about. Right. It's yeah. about getting them guys on their team, having them photo ready and yep. ready to, to, to move on to a factory team like that. Yeah, I know, think start Schmidt- making a, a paycheck. I think Schmidt might be the next guy that gets that bump. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, you know, we've had our ups and downs just like I have with Pike, and you know, sometimes you got to sit these young athletes down and say, "Hey, you're not a superstar yet." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you've got a long ways to go, and you know, all kidding aside, it's your diet, your training, workout. I mean, these boys even have to take yoga, believe it or not. Oh yeah, you know, everybody thinks it's a joke, but it's really not. I mean, you got to be able to crash a dirt bike and wrap your legs around your head and not break no bones. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. No, so you're... I would say Pike, I know, has done really well. Who's like, off of the all the years you've been doing this, Pike has to be one of the, I guess, top performers. More su- as, success story. Success story after, you know, moving on, huh? Yeah, yeah, Pike. I've helped out Iverson and P.J. Larson over the years, you know, and they pitted with me some and, you know, Try to get them, which Jimmy's got his own little program now. Uh, he's doing pretty good. And PJ's, I think he's uh, 
told me last time I talked to him, he's selling dog food. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he retired a few years back, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So, you know, I've had good guys over the years. I have them come and go. You know, Preston Mall was up and coming, and he's been hurt so much, he's out. So it's uh, uh, Teddy just came off a of eye surgery. He shouldn't even be racing yet. Yeah, I saw he was back. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty bummed. He hadn't missed a night program in eight years. Yeah, I was surprised about that when I saw it, and I didn't yeah. know about the yeah, eye surgery. Was, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't say nothing to him. He was mad enough at himself. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, his eyes was all watery, blurry. It was a gnarly track. If you didn't jump in a rut, rut, and you know, you you would crash and eat it. Yeah. End up like uh, Cooper Webb and and Bogle. Yeah, you know? what he got a little banged up. What did he have to do? What surgery? Uh, his lens, he shattered his, uh, round part of his eye, pulling up metal track, you know, a pin hit it. And oh, wow. that was happened back in August. And they put a, I don't know, they put a new lens in there somehow and sewed it all up. It's still not completely right. I mean, I was impressed Dallas. He made the show and yeah. finished 35th. I, he's only been on a track seven times, supercross track seven times talent. since his last two rounds. So yeah, yeah, that's just, bike skill. Uh, He's home training now if the weather permits. You know, I got a full supercross track at my house that a lot of them come and train at. Short comes out there and rides. I saw a video of Josh Hill ride that track a few years back, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah he broke the track record. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine that. Right. <laughs> nah, I still go back and watch that video from time to time because it is just so oh, awesome. Oh, man, he come through them whoops like they weren't even there. It's crazy. That yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that boy can ride. Yep, I was real impressed with the uh, Red Bull straight rhythm on that electric bike when he beat Kyle Cunningham. Yeah, the Alta. I was like, golly, man, that boy can ride. Yes, right. he can. He, every time he posts a new video, I'm just more amazed. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, and yeah. his brother, I mean, that talent just runs. Yeah. It's in the family. Their, dad, the family. their dad was a professional BMX guy back in the 80s, and he's legit still on one, you know. So, Ted, did you ride? I mean, like what? Well, yeah, I rode in the seventies, the old steel tankers, you know, right? One seventy-five I... Yamahas. We rode. Our jumps were built with a nineteen forty model tractor, and we built a three-foot <laughs> hill. We thought we we're getting some big air. Right, right, <laughs> right. A little different today. That yeah. was big air for that kind of suspension, though. Yeah, back then. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So we... you didn't like? I mean, so you weren't like big into the the moto scene? No, no. I ran some flat tracking and some stuff out east alabama motor speedway that was about it in the 70s i had to go to work and, <laughs> you know and i got into motocross when teddy started in 2000 so well it's pretty amazing i've been at almost 18 about 18 years now so when did pretty, how, how long have heavy. you been doing the the tpj racing uh six six seven years wow mm-hmm well, I, it's an amazing program. Like I said, I got to commend you for, for yeah. keeping these guys racing. Yeah, I think I'm going on eight years. You know, I, I was with Shay there for a little bit back when we had uh, Lankford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I ran uh, – I was with that DNA energy drink. Boy, did I ever learn a lesson with that. Don't cross bridges <laughs> against Monster. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, heard, I've heard a few stories there. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, old West came when I walked the track in Daytona. He said, oh, there's old man Parks with a DNA energy sign hanging on him. <laughs> yeah, i learned the hard way it, it's but sad that's okay. hey, it, man we love the sport and love everybody in it and yeah you know i i enjoy what i do you know i pretty well live off my real estate give my uh, oldest kid the construction company and tell them have fun <laughs> that's living i don't pay you 
call me. I'll send the dogs. The judge costs too much. Right. right. Well, we really appreciate what you do for these guys because without the privateers, I don't think we have a sport. No, no. It's very important to bring these guys. And, you know, it's there are just not enough factory teams out there. Right. And by consolidating these guys, and I'm, you know, like I said, man, I'm really, really blessed with the sponsors I got and the people that are involved in this sport. Uh, because I have motor builders, I have suspension guys. I mean, we're getting the equivalent to the factory guys now. And that's the way the sport should be. Yeah. You know, yeah we should I have agree. the same opportunity to run what they have. And, 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 you know, we, we get pressed now, you know, they're, they're really, you know, the new failed people have, uh, stepped up and all my guys go through a media training everybody said well good how you get to do the press well we run a professional program over here right mm -hmm. and and these guys are taught how to talk on tv and how to talk about their sponsors and and so forth so you know it's I'm, like i said i'm trying to take it another level each year I, it gets harder and harder to figure out how to step it up bigger and I, I I learned a valuable lesson. I don't want to step up more than ten riders. Right, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's real hard, especially outdoors. You know, and and I have sponsors like Cartridge. You know, a pressure wash company. God, they're awesome, man. They have really stepped it up. We'll be doing the wash station on the outdoors again for all the privateers. Right on. Awesome. We'll be setting up that big blow up tent and hauling all the washers. And you know, right now through Supercross, we couldn't get it approved to get it done in time. It's a short amount of time before the season started. But I do have, you know, a wash station for my complete team. Yeah. Every week, so we well, need it. One of the things. So it's it, it's a cool deal to get other companies like that involved. One in of the things sport. that I like the best that I always think is really cool when I see your setup at Dallas is that each of your riders, like they can have any brand bike, and you have you know, an area for that brand, like their stand matches their color, so it, you're not forcing these guys. Well, you have to ride this particular brand they bring their own stuff and you hook them up yep yep that's yeah on the bike yes i like that i, I represent all manufacturers in the company and i do have a suzuki team at one end right they're just and and i try to put them in order you know i try to put suzuki's and ktm's and hondas you know because i have different riders sure and kawasaki and and you know by the end of the day the best guy wins selling that those you know selling the, the, the manufacturer of the bike you know, each each year they come out with a different design and some better. That's right. the same as construction. You know, we we bid jobs and best guy gets it. Yes, sir. Uh, as far as my sponsors, this year it is mandatory to have to run the products on the bikes. Right. And it is mandatory to have to wear the gear. I mean, you know, I I tried to bend these rules in the past, and the sponsors don't want to see that. I mean, you know, they give me a check on top of product for these riders to help them go racing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sad in a way, but in a way, you know, they got a good point. Absolutely. You know, they're, they're, they're representing my company to help pay for these tires and the fuels and the breakdowns. And, you know, I have issues with these rigs every single week, it seems like, you know, it's, you just don't know what's going to break next. And, and, uh, it takes the monies to run this program. Absolutely. You know, it's, it, and, and to run this amount of riders. I mean, you know, my setup is. I cut it back to 120 feet from 170. Oh wow! I mean, 170 feet's a lot of, a lot of easy ups, a lot of people barriers, a lot of flags, a lot of tables. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of manpower too. Well, yeah, and I've got a good staff now. You know, I've got some good guys. I got good marketing. If you go to tpjracing.com, uh, Jet Girl 777, 
Anna Glennon. Oh gosh, she's a little firecracker, man. Twenty <laughs> years old. She's doing an awesome job with the site. She's going to college. She uh her professor is a producer of uh, Spider Man. Oh wow. So I mean it's 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 cool to deal with kids like that too. Sure. You know, that are professional at what they do and, and then I have Shane Dole on my program that he videos and you know, I got one of the internet brothers, Tyler stays on the road with us. So oh, nice. you know, between the I have a CDL driver to drive the other rig that I keep scratching my head and wondering if I was as smart as I, he was when I was 27. And I found <laughs> he made a few mistakes. I thought, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I think we're about the same. Right. I was kind of worried there for a minute. Right. He's awesome. He's awesome. I mean, he. Uh, I give him a bonus every week. That's how good he is. Awesome. Every single week. You can't you beat know? that. I bet he's loving life. Well, Ted, we appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on the Moto X Pod oh. Show. and. Thank you for well, what thank you do you for the for sport, more me. importantly. I really appreciate y'all, you know, wanting to know about my program and what it consists of. And, you know, uh, hopefully come outdoors. I'm going to do 10 more riders for the outdoors. And there's still a few openings. They go on my website and sign up. Well, I'm a big Schmidt fan, so I keep rooting for him. Yes, sir. Well, I really appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. All right, Teddy. We'll talk to you later. All right. Y'all All have right. a good night. Thank you. Ted Parks, ladies and gentlemen, TPJ Racing. I got that wrong. I thought it was still the privateer journey for whatever dumb reason. I feel like yeah, an idiot when well, I said I, that. I did too. So. You know, but I tell you what, that is the most phenomenal program in the pits. That is, the, the privateers are the backbone of this sport, and uh, and he's got some good guys too. It's not like it's guys that are just barely making night shows, things like that. Nick Schmidt's in just about every main they have. Yeah, he's a solid man. And I feel like he is going to – I heard – Rumblers, he might not ever be with that. You know, I feel like he could could be a top ten guy probably at some point. And I feel like he's that good on a bike. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Right. But, hey, just making main events pays all right. Yeah, and, so, equipment, you know. big. If he he gets a, uh, you know, maybe gets a fill in ride and gets some good equipment, starts getting better results. You just never know. But like wow. Pike, Pike yeah, was exactly. Maybe Pike. And some of his finishes were a little bit better, but not much. Yeah. Pike used to be the LCQ king. Right? Yeah. I remember him and Bobby Canary battling out at Daytona yeah. at the time where he kicked his bike off the stand because yeah. he yeah. thought he didn't yeah. get in. Right. And now, look, Pike's been on the podium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, it is a, obviously it's a bummer about his injury here. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I think that same year he was – back then they would they would pit all the factory teams or the top guys in the top ten in a certain area. Mm-hmm. And Pike was in the top ten, and he had like his his little box van in between all the big rigs <laughs> because he had gotten up there by himself. And the the truck said, you know, not for hire uh, unless or I can't remember, but it was something like not for hire except for Pike. You like he he was for hire, but the the truck wasn't. Yeah. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Pike's one of the more incredible stories this sport has seen, and I hope he's around for a long time. He he were you know he's a meathead like me, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but, right. Uh, Doesn't mind you are. Doesn't doesn't mind. Yeah, well, you know, he doesn't mind strumming somebody when they get a little (laughs) bit. So it. uh, But anyways, well, guys, we're gonna have Miss Charlene Campbell on. She is going to. She is. I tell you what, if you've ever watched her ride a vintage bike, she will whole shot your ass in a second. She also makes motocross graphics, and she's just a really cool human being. And we're gonna talk to her a little bit and maybe get the scoop on this vintage stuff. See if our old asses want to jump into it or not. Go ahead and dial her up, TJ. Hello? Charlene. Jamie, what's going on? What's up? Cha-cha. Cha-cha. MX okay. Girl Designs. How you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. How about you guys? We're doing good. You uh, you out there designing some graphics for somebody famous? 
I don't know anybody famous but you. Yeah, I was about to say, is she doing your graphics again? She did do my graphics. They are fucking awesome. Watch my language. No, they are good. awesome. <laughs> Nobody listens to this they, show. They are sick. <laughs> hey, Charlene, this is Mark Poole. I know we're friends on social media. I've never exact, actually met you in person, but uh, I, I enjoy your posts and getting to watch all your vintage bike stuff. It's really cool. Hey, Mark, it's, uh, it's nice to talk to you. I hope, uh, hope to get a chance to meet you soon. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to get him out to some of the Moto Masters deals, and I know you make a few of those. Yeah, I like the Moto Masters uh, deal. It's a nice laid-back modern bike kind of thing. Exactly. But uh, the main reason we got you on, we just randomly started talking about vintage racing because Mark went to the race at Swan this weekend, and he got the – the bug i've got it i'm telling you i've got and it. and i brought up diamond dons and you know none of us really understand necessarily the the classifications like they have gp and postmodern and i knew you would un- be able to explain that to us uh well i it depends on what you want to do kind of if you want to do armor racing uh their gp classes basically which is post vintage would run up to 83 84 depending on which bike you have it's got to have drum brakes the uh, postmodern class i don't remember off the top of my head what year those run up to i want to say 88 or 89 okay um so and if you want to go true vintage then you got to ride something basically 74 or earlier there's a couple like model bikes or what they call like model bikes that you could ride a little bit newer but it's basically the same thing so right um you know, it, it kind of depends on, on what you want to do, what what you're comfortable on. And if you do TVRC races, they now have classes for bikes up to 2008, which would be their GP5 class. And it's probably one of the bigger classes right now. It's certainly really popular. Yeah, I'd have to do that series on my bike, I think. Yeah, yeah yours is a 96. 96, yeah, that's what I'd have to do. Is that one. Yeah, 96 would probably be like GP4, and that's a good size class too, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of fun. So I had a question for you. This is TJ, I'm the producer here. I had a question about why do these vintage races, they don't put, like, at least one class for a modern bike? Because, like, guys well, like me, well, I know it's a vintage race, but, <laughs> I mean, I want to come out there and hang out and watch and race, and race my modern bike. I mean, think about how many people don't show up because they're like, I'm going to go out there and spend the money just to watch. I want to race to it. I don't have the money to build a vintage bike. Right. Well, I mean, you got to think about, now, TVRC, of course, with, Classes up to 08 if it's two-stroke only. That's pretty much includes a lot of stuff. But when you're on a vintage bike, and I'm talking like a 74 or earlier, and you get a a modern four-stroke out on a track, you're talking about you ride a four-stroke so much different than you do a vintage bike, and they tear up the track. Or not necessarily tear it up, but the track develops a whole lot differently than it does when you just have say older like arma for example they race all vintage on one day and post vintage on the next day and and if you rode both days you would see a definite difference in how the track develops throughout the day simply because of more suspension and travel and and the way you just you ride differently on the two different bikes so if you throw a modern bike in there you know it especially a four stroke they the track just develops completely differently. So, you know, while it might not be all that rough on a modern bike, uh, during the day when you're on a vintage bike, it's 
terribly rough. Right. Yeah, I can so, imagine. Well, just so you know, that question came from a guy that used to race quads, and yeah. he thinks that's okay. He's a quad racer, so, so just discard anything yeah, he, he used says. to. Used to. Well, well you never get. Hey, 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 hey! I started out. My very first race was on a quad. So. All right. <laughs> How long did you stay on quads? How long did you stay on quads, though, Cha Cha? Uh, not very long. Thank you. Uh, I found out they like to chase you down and. Right. Run you over when you fall off in the. De- yes, I used to ride. In, I learned to ride in the desert, and I. Yeah. I got hurt worse from that stupid thing running me over after I crashed than. Uh, than the actual anything. crash. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I've been trapped underneath the mine back in the day, uh, before quite a few times. And actually. you wonder why nobody goes to those quad nationals. I, mean, I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, but. Uh, but see, I learned how to balance, and then I got on a motorcycle. So. I mean, you gotta take it how it is. It took right. TJ into his thirties to get there, but hey, at least he <laughs> Mark's got there. Mark's just mad because I'm a faster dirt bike rider than him right now, and I used to ride four wheelers. He's never ever beat me in a moto <laughs> ever. ever. So, and the trash talking begins. Yeah. Well, Charlene Excellent. is uh, Charlene's beat me a couple times. Oh, I don't doubt it. I've seen video of her. She can go. You know. Yep. Yeah, she she definitely has gotten some starts on me. Uh. It's luck, pure luck. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, you either you can or style. you can't, and yeah. ma'am, you can. I've seen it. It's she she trains with uh, with one of the best, Mike Hans. So he uh, he's one of the old school vintage racers. He's been around a long time. He's a butthead, but I love well, him. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but aren't 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 all those guys kind of buttheads? I mean, Shan, you know, Rob Springer, they're all kind of buttheads. Yeah, they they are. But you know, you couldn't really ask for a better group of people to be be around and and i know if you got a modern bike and, and you can't race you really should come out and hang out at a tbrc race sometime because i guarantee you we have more fun before the races during the races and after the races than any modern bike race you'll go to yeah i, I was telling them i've been to one diamond dawns and that was uh the weekend that shand almost got me probably pretty close the, the closest i've ever been to being arrested just because of the because <laughs> of the fun stuff going on in the pits at midnight yeah. yeah that it happens <laughs> right <laughs> right so we're gonna try to get them out to diamond dons this year oh, I assume i'm, com- you'll I'm be coming there. to diamond dons this year i promise you, it was a big party the racing's good it's fun to watch those guys depend on who they have out there on the 100s you know that's the highlight yeah. for sure so uh you'll you guys will have a blast yeah, I watched a video, watched a GoPro video of Dubak riding one of those things, and it was just—I I kept watching it over and yeah. over and over again because it was so cool, and it got cooler every time I watched it. You know, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, you you get out there, and the nice part about Diamond Dawns is you get to stand right next to the track, so those guys, you know, are five feet away from you, and you just won't believe how fast they go on a little one hundred. Oh yeah, faster than I go on my four fifty. I guarantee, I guarantee it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's those kind guys of embarrassing. Yes, yes. <laughs> when you see true talent, it makes you almost think, "Well, I need to find a new hobby." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel every time a kid on the five passes me. <laughs> right. Oh man. Right. Well, TJ, TJ sees it daily at his house. He is a fast kid, and it, it, I'm sure it just demoralizes him. Right. It used to. It went like I used to get onto him all the time, going, "You should be faster than me. You should be." And now I'm like. You need to slow down some. <laughs> Ride with the old man, would you? Right, right. This weekend, him and his training partner, they were at the track. We were all riding together during practice, and I would, I'd have to cut like two sections out of the track to jump in front of them, and then they'd blow by me again, and I'd do it. I just kept jumping and cutting the track, and I'm slow enough now that they're, they don't even care anymore. 
<laughs> they well, know, like, well, he won't be in the way for very long. Exactly. That's good. Well, hey, Charlene, before we uh, get off here, do you want to uh, tell us about your MX Girl Designs business and where people can get in touch with you and promote that a little bit? Yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Um, you could go to mxgirl.com, which, unfortunately for me, I'm not a web page builder, so it's more of a place marker than anything. There's a few pictures on there and stuff, but... Um, I have an Instagram account. It's at mxgirl and it's mxgurl or Facebook at mxgdesigns or mxgirl designs. Sorry, but uh, it's just um, it's just me. I I started out kind of printing jerseys as a way to support my racing habit, mm-hmm. and um, it's evolved from there. So I, I have a big printer and and I can do all modern bike kits. I Vintage stuff, of course, is my passion. Uh, you know, I like to be able to do stuff that other people maybe can't do for older bikes. And sometimes it takes me a little bit longer, but my I hope my prices are reasonable. I try to put out a quality product, and I really try to be that person that will work with you to get you exactly what you want. I don't care how many times we have to go back and forth in an email or whatever so yeah well you and i had to do that you know and i was adding things yeah and... we all know how hard jamie is to deal with <laughs> yeah, yeah just, i'm just a hard guy to please but yeah. uh you Jay- know and it would the stuff was every bit as good quality as any of the known companies that are out oh, there oh i've seen and, her work and, and it's it, legit it uh, yeah, it fit sure. and you threw in some extras like some mini dark side uh number plates <laughs> and you gave me some M- Moto X Pod decals. I didn't even tell these guys that I have some of those. And uh, oh, yeah, you, it was, you dick. It was. Uh, it, I was dick. very happy when I unrolled that, and I spent about three hours trying to apply them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, broke broke my fiance's uh, hair dryer doing it because I stepped on it. Nice work. I got yeah. a couple of my wife's hand me downs in my in my tool room right. out there in the garage. I, I bought a hair dryer just to put on graphics. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you told me that was the be- probably better than a heat gun. Cause they're a little bit too hot and it, it worked awesome. Yeah, the hair dryer does work good. Extremely pleased with the product and the price and the time frame. And you even let me, uh, after you <laughs> go a little bit longer on getting you the money because some things happen and, well, she's probably yeah, not going to do, that, do for that for everybody. She's not going to do that for everybody, ladies <laughs> yeah, and gentlemen. Maybe just, I shouldn't have said that. Her and Jamie are friends, so he gets a little Everybody bit of else has to give me a deposit up front. Right, right. That's right. <laughs> because of me. Yeah, Char- because of him. Yeah. Charlene, I'm going to have yeah. you uh, here pretty soon. I'm going to have you hook me up a set for my 96 CR250. Yeah, I'd love to. I, I like doing older stuff, and uh, I like doing Honda stuff because I just I ride one, so... You know, I, I like the old school designs. I, I did like a throwback kind of deal on my Honda two sets of graphics ago. But, um, yeah, anytime you guys need something, let me know. And if anybody hears this, and I, I appreciate any calls I get. I, I really do try to, you know, put out a quality product and really try to listen to people because I feel like sometimes when you go to a, big box store or whatever you want to call it you you kind of don't get that personalized service and right. i hope that's what sets me apart from right. other people absolutely so, well charlie we yeah. really appreciate it and um i'm gonna try to get these guys at some of these vintage races i are you coming to the race at johnsonville this weekend yep i will uh, be there this weekend i i don't know if you guys know about tim riddle good yes good guy that passed away and we're gonna have uh, the tribute bike that Hans built 
for him that Timmy raced a few times out out there at Johnsonville, and you know we'll do our best to do his memory uh, proud. So absolutely, well, I'm going to try to come up at least one of the days. I may go ride somewhere myself one day, and then whatever, come up and hang out. Whatever day Jamie comes up, I'm going to come up there with him. Yeah, yeah, you guys come on out. Be sure and stop by and say hi. Of course. And, um, you know, we'll be there. The races should be good. It's the first round. Should be a good turnout. Everybody loves Johnsonville. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh, I do. It is a great track. It's it's such a badass track. It's, uh, it's become one of my favorites, you know, without a doubt. And I look forward to going there every time, so... Well, thank you, Charlene, for uh, helping us out. And uh, we will definitely um, share your information on our Facebook page and try to get you some more uh, business out there. Well, I appreciate it. And you boys don't be afraid afraid to buy a vintage or post-vintage bike and come out and race with us. I'm, a, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm already it's, in, it's pro- on in my wish list. process of doing it, which I guess I've got a, sort of a post-vintage for yeah. one of the series now. I just need to so. let Springer get a few more because he's pretty good about sharing. <laughs> hey that's what i like to call the other people's bike program yes i need to get on that program i need that, to start making friends that, that, like. that wendy's wendy's of longview sponsorship yeah <laughs> all right you guys charlene. have a nice evening you too hey, see you, you later cha cha thanks all right thanks all right. a lot guys Bye. all right charlene Bye. campbell ladies and gentlemen Man, I tell you what, guys, she will blow your ass off the line at one of these vintage races. I'm telling you, you do not know. That's not funny. Shut up. She she is a whole shot machine, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I'm just actually kind of upset because I just looked at the schedule for Diamond Dawns, and I will be at a Loretta Lynn's qualifier announcing. And uh, then this weekend. When another... are you going to quit announcing and start yeah. riding again? Well, like, you know how what? she started her program or her business to you do realize fund when her you, racing? When you, that, but you're not getting a race. You're getting to fund I'm something. I'm funding that... my son's yeah. racing. Yeah. your son to get a job. Tell him to he has up. one. Tell him to start winning so well, you can start getting money for what, this. What weekend know? is that Diamond Dawns? It is the 20. Hold on. I, I pulled it up here. It is going to be uh, April the 20th through the 23rd. Oh, so uh, it's a Thursday, Friday, I'm Saturday, good. Sunday. I'm yeah. good because I'm, I'm only racing on the first for Moto Masters. Yeah. So y'all enjoy that. I'm super bummed I won't be able to make it once again. Oh. Well, I mean, anyway, so sooner or later he's going <laughs> to be 18 and he's going to be out on his own and I can live. But think about that. So how old are you, Mark? 37 be 38 may the 5th and your youngest is how old three and a half yeah. do you have more than one no yeah. oh, okay oh, I, yeah. okay so well what i'm getting at is and and you only one that i know about yeah and and you've got little ones that you that for you right yeah they're, they're stepdaughters but yes yeah two of them they don't yes. race though yes well what i'm getting Not at yet, what i'm getting at is when my youngest turns 18 i'm only going to be 40 right. and then yeah, all yeah, these i was thinking about that you know what the, you know do you know what that means jamie something. You know what that means? TJ didn't know how to wrap it up when he was little. <laughs> that that's, ex- that's exactly what that means. But the difference is, y'all are going to be in your 50s still dealing with teenagers. Well, that, yeah, no, I'm not true. either. She's going to get a job. <laughs> if I got to deal with her, it's still at that age, she's going to be paying the damn bills around her, at least tell half me, of them. You tell know? me that weekend again for Diamond Dogs. It is the 20th, April the 20th through the 23rd. I will okay. be there. No, I'm racing yeah. April 1st. If you're doing Moto Masters, I'm going to do kill. Is it okay? Okay. And yeah. April 29th is underground. So that's all right. I can work that out. I can... Yeah, I said, I'm going to start. I'm going to do a few of those with okay. you. So, uh, all right. the ones that are out this direction, I guess they're all this direction somewhere for you, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. You always you got to come this way anyways, right? Yeah, for yeah. most of them. Yeah, yeah. Except for Johnsonville. Well, I'll start splitting. Uh, well, yeah, I'll just meet you at Johnsonville. Okay. The other rest of them will split off by fuel and all that. Guys, thanks again. Shocksocks.com, PMPSprockets.com, Moto X Pod Show. For DJ TJ and Darkside, I'm Muscle Mark. Thanks to all of our guests tonight. You guys have a good one. Later.